Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in once again. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in, as Tom said. We've done the hat trick. We've done it. First time in the podcast history, I think, isn't it? Three bomb-proof trebles landed in a row. Happy days. Profit absolutely everywhere. Um, one more to complete a month of winners. Mate, we, we are in absolute dreamland right now. I'm loving it. Yeah. We went through a really, really barren spell, didn't we, with these trebles. Stopped doing them for a couple of weeks, brought them back, and it's really revitalised things. Um, since we brought them back, three wins on the spin. So hopefully some of you have got on those trebles in the last few weeks. You've had a winner now. We've had a joint winner and I had the winner last weekend. So we're all pulling our fair share of the weight, which is nice as well. Mate, couldn't be more perfect, could it? What a team effort. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, on for the uh, fourth in a row, which would be <laughs> absolutely insane. We'll see what we can do this week. It's a Nations League special this week. It is. So, to be honest, it feels like five minutes ago since we were doing the last Nations League special. But we've got Nations League. We'll talk a bit about England. Um, any international matches from between Thursday and Sunday that we like the look of. Um, and then we'll look at League One and League Two as well, because there are pretty much full fixtures in those two leagues. So let's start with talking about England then. So we play on the Thursday night. We're at home to USA, priced at 2-7 to seven for the victory there. And then we're also against Croatia at home on Sunday, priced at 17-20 to 20 for the victory there. Do you think England, England have got a good chance of winning both of these matches? Um, obviously, we, we need to win the, uh, the match against Croatia, one to possibly get into the final four or whatever it is of the National, Nations League um, and to avoid possible relegation from the Nations League. So, there is a bit on the line for this Croatia game. Yeah, there is a bit on the line. And to be honest, that's that's why they were bought in, right? The uh, the games weren't really um, mounting up for much, you know, the friendlies and that. So um, this way, you know, there's somewhat on the line. And yeah, I think England are a good price. I, I don't see why you wouldn't back us. Um, Croatia obviously held us to a nil-nil at home, but... Yeah, I, I think, you know, England beating Spain away despite their uh, failings towards the end of that game in their last fixture is uh, mm. something to stand in good stead. Alternatively, uh, if you have a look at Croatia, uh, they managed to batter Jordan 2-1 at home. So, yeah, I think uh, I think England are a good price. Yeah, they are. I'm not, I'm not interested in interested in the two to seven that's on offer for the Thursday night game against USA no. then that's not no, it's right a testimonial whatsoever. I mean let's talk yeah. about Wayne Rooney let's talk about you know England and this this whole game uh, what are your thoughts on it um what's your thoughts on Rooney and you know let the profit chase it man yeah you, you know what I I'm not a massive fan to be honest, of Rooney coming back for one game um, for this kind of glorified testimonial. I suppose if it's for his charity, if 
I'm, I'm not quite sure what the involvement is, to be honest. But I suppose if he is going to have some part in the game, they're going about it the right way, in my opinion. Um, Rooney's come out and he said there's no pressure on Southgate to give him the captain's armband, to give him, give him a certain shirt number, to play him from the start. He just said, you know, he's going to turn up, happy to be there, um, and he'll come on as and when required in the second half. So, I have three three points to make on this when I was kind of making my podcast notes earlier on today. My first thought is I hope that uh, everyone treats Rooney with respect. First of all, um, he's arguably, I mean, this is you know, very controversial, but he's arguably our best player of all time. He's certainly um, our top scorer of all time. He's the most capped outfield player of all time. He's only six behind Peter Shilton, who played until he was 95. And I just hope he gets what he deserves. Does he need the John Terry mid-game guard of honour? No. Does he need to um, you know, have all the flash with it? Probably not. But number one, I hope he gets treated with respect. Number two. I hope he doesn't um, stop Callum Wilson from getting an England cap because he's played in the Premier League and he's been probably the best English striker, um, and I include Harry Kane in that, um, this season. So, yeah, if Wilson doesn't get on because Rooney does, then that's wrong. And number three, I did read that Fabian Delph will start the game as captain. So the quicker Rooney can get on and take it off that snake, the better. <laughs> Delph, captain, for real. Wow. Yeah, he's starting wow. the game as captain. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not happy with that. I didn't even know he was fit. I thought he was injured because he's not had a look in for City this year. Um, profit chasers, if you're fancying what will inevitably happen with Rooney, and that's for him to score a goal, at any time, he's got USA are going to give away a convenient penalty or something, aren't they? Um, he's evens for any time, which is a decent price to say every player scores in their testimonial, don't they? <laughs> oh wow, Delph, that's 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 tickled me. That kind of raises though a, a wider problem though, doesn't it, with England at the moment and the kind of lack of depth that Southgate's got to pick from. Because Delph, as you say, does not get a look in for Man City. Yep, he's yeah, he's gonna rock up to this match and captain the national side. Uh something <laughs> I'm sure, Joe you know what? He was a villa captain. So I'm sure it's I'm sure he's a great captain, right? I'm sure he's got all the mental attributes and everything, but you you gotta be picking someone that's striving on the pitch as well, have you not? Like yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bit odd, but whatever. Um, I think enjoy the game, profit chasers. Don't bet on it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a really weird game. Um, yeah. if you do fancy a Wayne Rooney special, any time is even. It's worth a tickle. I'd be interested to see if you've got the odds in front of you now. Um, Jaden Sancho, he is rumored to be starting the game. So Sancho. Yeah. So. First scorer, 13 to 2. Obviously, same for last. And any time is 2 to 1. Oh, that's a 
first scorer. Not bad. Say he's been in electrifying form. Yeah, not bad yeah. that. USA as well. The USA are in such a rebuilding process. Michael Bradley, Josie Outidor, Tim Howard, all those kind of guys, they are long gone. Long, long gone. Um, if you know anything about the MLS or anything like that, you'll be aware that there's a complete new crop of players. It's going to be largely unknown to the uh, the English crowd, but Timothy Weir, George Weir's, I think he might be his son, or at least his relative, uh, Julian Green, all those kind of guys are going to be rocking up. Pulisic, they're, they're going for a complete rebuild. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from the game. No. But yeah, so we reckon then England are stood in good stead to win both of these games. Yes, definitely the Croatia game. Full strength side, summit to play for. Yeah, yeah, definitely Croatia game, and uh, obviously a better price, better opponent as well. Yeah. Uh, okay then. So we'll we'll start on Friday, um, with the rest of our tips. Then chuck me something that you like the look of from either the friendlies or the Nations League for Friday. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, we're going to start off on the Friday night. It's a Nations League game. Um. I'm looking at it's a big heavyweight clash of you know big nations. It's the Netherlands and France. So on the surface of things, you'd look at it and you'd you'd say you know a team that didn't qualify for the Euros or World Cup against the world champions France you know four five nil. Completely disagree with that. Um, since Ronald Koeman's come in and Netherlands have beat Germany three nil, they've drawn to Belgium away, who technically are the third best team in the world. And they only just lost to France uh, when they played away in this fixture. They lost. They lost two one. Um, they only conceded the seventy fifth minute uh, to a Giroud goal. And I'm looking. It's not the best price. Netherlands or draw three to five. Um, I think it'll be a tough game. I think the Netherlands are better than you know what they were before Kuman. And uh, I don't fancy him to get beat somehow. Yeah. I think this is going to be a tougher game for France than probably a lot of people expect it will be. Yeah, yeah. That what I've read out there was kind of a a half tip and a half banana skin as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, just wanted kind of everyone to be a little bit aware there. Um, what about yourself? Do you have anything else for the Friday or? Yeah, I've got I've got actually got a couple of things written down here. I think the Friday is fairly. Decent actually for uh, for betting on the international matches. One that I've got written down here, and a team that I I never expected I'd be tipping in any fashion on the podcast. <laughs> I really gotta be honest. Gibraltar, Gibraltar. <laughs> hey, hey, you might laugh, but this Gibraltar side have won back to back games now. They're no longer a laughing stock. <laughs> mate, I just mate, there's there's English there's English football league clubs like like Morecambe that have never been tipped on the podcast in nearly two seasons. So the fact that you've you tip in Gibraltar just tickles me. Um but yeah, carry on, it's a valid point. I tell you what, if that tickled you, I've got another one which will tickle you coming up later on in the show when we get to uh the football leagues, but uh, we'll come to that later on. Anyway, so 
Gibraltar are priced at 16 to 1 for this game. The draw 5 to 1. Armenia, the away side, priced at 1 to 4. So Gibraltar have won their last two games, one of them being the away match against Armenia, where they ground out a 1-0 victory and then celebrated like they won the World Cup. The home game after that, they beat Liechtenstein 2-1 at home. So what I'm going for here, I'm not going to say this Gibraltar fairy tale is going to continue. Um, Armenia on paper are definitely a better side, uh, much better than they showed when they lost to Gibraltar last time out. But I think Gibraltar have got enough about them to score a goal. And for Gibraltar to score at least one is priced at 23 to 20. I think that's a decent price. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm sure the, the fans will pack the stadium. Uh, maybe they'll throw some of the monkeys in there as well to uh, <laughs> to, to boost the numbers. But um, yeah, uh, Gibraltar, it's, it's interesting. I, do you know what? I think I might throw a, throw a tenner on it, 16 to 1. I can't resist. Um, I can't resist the price, the fairy tale, and the fact that it is basically England. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, certainly one to keep an eye on, though. That'll be one of the more interesting, um, interesting games. Absolutely. So moving on from Gibraltar, thanks for that, Tom. Um, I'm going to lead us into my next tip. It is also a Friday game. It is a game between Slovenia and Norway. Um, so this is a Nations League game. This is coming from League C Group 3. I know, rolls off the tongue. Um, we've got top of the group, Norway. Uh, played 4-1-3, lost 1 against bottom of the group, Slovenia. Played 4, drew 1, lost 3. Um, Slovenia have actually played uh, 4 games at home without winning now. Um, they haven't won in their last 5 games. And Norway have won five of their last six. So Norway looking in very promising form. They largely are better at home. Uh, that's something that I will say. Norway are definitely better when they're in Oslo. Uh, but they have beaten you know, Iceland, who arguably are better, if not the same level as Slovenia, 3-2 away. Um, and they have got some very good results on the road in the past. I think that Lars Lagerback and Norway will triumph in this game. They're 27 to 20. Uh, Bulgaria are joint top with them, so this is an important game. Um, and I think Norway, with the quality that they have in the side over Slovenia, should should see the job through. Yeah, on a very good run of form, aren't they, Norway? So, yeah, it's hard to disagree with that one. Which leads me nicely into another game, which is all to play for on Friday night in the Nations League. And now we're looking at League B, Group 4. doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but this is Wales against Denmark. What I'm looking at here is both teams to score priced at evens. Uh, Wales are currently top, six points uh, from beating Ireland twice. Denmark have got a game in hand, but they're in second place on four points. Denmark represent a next level up for Wales, who, as I say, have been pretty good against Ireland. but we saw when they played Denmark in the reverse of this fixture, they lost 2-0. When they played Spain after that, they lost, what, 4-1, I think it was, something like that, 4-0, 4-1. So when they've been coming up 
against the better sides in Europe recently, they've just been coming up a little bit short. So with the quality Denmark have got, Christian Eriksen is always a threat at international level against these sides of Wales' ability level. And then likewise, when Gareth Bale's in the squad, Harry Wilson's tonking in all manner of free kicks, I think Wales have always got a chance of scoring as well. Um, the added bonus for Wales is that if they win the game, they win the group. And then likewise for, for Denmark, they need to win the game to overtake Wales at the top of the group. So both teams have got something to play for here. Uh, I think evens is it's a surprisingly high price for both teams. To score. Yeah, both teams to score for me as well. Uh, very, very tight game. Wales at home. Like you said, uh, this Nations League malarkey, there's stuff to play for, isn't there? So, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it's, it's going to be very interesting. And I don't know which way the result will go, personally. I could see all three outcomes. Um, but, yeah, Denmark certainly will hit the back of the net. And, yeah, expect Wales to as well. Cool. Uh, I'm done with Friday. Shall we move on to anything for Saturday, which you've got written down? Saturday, there's not actually as many games as I would expect to say it's a Saturday. No. Um, found that a bit bizarre, to be honest. Um, but anyway, so uh, the first thing I'm going to start off with is the heavyweight clash that everyone's probably looking at. Um, it is Italy and Portugal. Um, so this is a League A Group 3 game. Portugal are top of that. They've only played two games. They have won both. Um, that is including a victory over Italy. Um, so their top was six points. Italy have played three. They've managed to get four points. And Poland are the other team in that league. I see two two giants of um, international football struggling a little bit. I do like the look of Portugal's team. I think it is... Very decent from the midfield going forward, but the fact that Pepe is still <laughs> their probably best centre-back option is a giant issue. When you look at the Italian side that they put out um, against Portugal, Zaza, Immobile and Chiesa is not exactly what we became accustomed to growing up uh, with Italian sides. So. I'm going to tip over 2.5 goals. I think both teams uh, will go for it. The last game ended 2-1. Portugal have got an array of attacking talent, but they struggle at the back, which I think will mean that Italy will get at least one. Um, and yeah, over 2.5 is something I would like to tip. It's 11-8. to eight. Alternatively, what I think would be a slightly more reserved, but, you know, Perhaps you'll have more chance of winning. Both teams to score is evens. Yeah, well, you stole both teams to score right off my note sheet there. So uh, thanks for that one. But for all the reasons you said, plus I just had also written down that five out of the last six home games for Italy have finished both teams to score. So um, they are shipping a few at home. That includes when they played Saudi Arabia. So <laughs> even against some of the weaker sides, they're conceding. Which is unlike a typical Italian side, but that's the way it is at the moment as they're in transition. Yeah. You've actually took my, my one and only thing <laughs> for Saturday in the internationals, if I'm honest. Um, 
I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to go over. No. There's not a lot there. No, not really. Um, half an eye on um, a really interesting game. Um, Serbia at home to Montenegro. It was as recent as the 2006 World Cup when they competed as Serbia and Montenegro. So this promises to be a very interesting game from a political point of view. Um, so, yeah, one to keep an eye on, but I wouldn't bet on it at all. Odds on a red card? Uh, one to 92. <laughs> <laughs> Mitrovic, gotta be. He's got a headbutt, oh, surely. Yeah. Oh, God, that guy is going. <laughs> <laughs> He's already walking. Run the taps, bloody hell. <laughs> okay, so we've covered England on the Sunday international games. Is there anything else that you like the look of? Belgium, for me, are quite a good price. They're 11 to 10. They're playing away at Switzerland, who really poor at the moment. They've just lost to Qatar. We're recording on a Wednesday night. Switzerland have just played an international friendly at home to Qatar. Um, you know, they played pretty full-strength squad. And then players like Shakiri came on from the bench with about 35, 40 minutes left to go. If that's the kind of form they're in here, when Belgium come to town, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're telling me that they're a serious football nation and they didn't just get the World Cup because it's rigged and because they got a lot of money? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Mate, they're going to win the home World Cup. That's <laughs> the shaping up. <laughs> oh, I do apologise. I always thought it was a money decision, but clearly they're a serious football nation. Um <laughs> Yeah, Belgium. Uh, hard, hard to not fancy Belgium, isn't it? Um, they have a Thursday night game against Iceland, which will probably have been played by the time this podcast gets released. I expect them to knock three, four, five past Iceland. So they'll be coming into it red hot for sure. Um, shall we look at the football league then now? Yes. Yeah, the bread and butter of the football league is uh, sometimes sometimes forgotten about isn't it on the international weekends but uh, for those of us that sport football league clubs business as usual yeah looking at the games this weekend on first glance i've got to say there's a lot of home teams who i would tip to win but the odds for them are really poor really really poor yeah yeah i found that myself I'll get us kicked off. Very similar to what you've just said. I'm looking at Sunderland. Uh, I'm sure they were on your sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. The, this is a classic example of, of what you uh, were saying. So we do have Sunderland. Uh, they are at the Stadium Alight. Sunderland after a slightly wobbly start. Uh, they're up to second. They're actually unbeaten at home. Uh, which is probably an absolute godsend to say how bad they've been at home over the last three, four years. Um, they actually replaced all the seats as well. Did you know that, Tom? Have you ever noticed on Match of the Day all the seats were like sun-stained and the colour had gone? No. <laughs> to be honest, no. Hey, it used to wind me up and I saw on Twitter the other day they've replaced the seats, so that made me happy. Anyway, um, Sunderland playing Wickham. Wickham, 15th in the league. 
certainly know where the back of the net is, but they also love picking the ball out of their own net. Uh, Sunderland, as I said, um, they haven't lost at home this season. They've only conceded six goals at home, um, 13 in total. They're four to seven. Should be a comfortable victory for uh, Sunderland. Um, Wickham, surprisingly, not as lethal going forward as we, as we are come to expect. Um, their top scorer is Bryn Morris, who is actually classed as a defender. Um, he's got four in 14, which is uh, pretty impressive for a right back. But um, yeah, I think Sunderland 4-7 to seven is pretty much a banker. Akin Fenwin needs to turn his beast mode on, doesn't he? What's going on here? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he he can't get to I've he can't get to the box in time, can he? Most most times, but uh, yeah, he's he's up there. He's up there, but being outscored by a right back at the moment, so that needs sorting. <laughs> Just a few things to add on to that. I I really do fancy Sunderland myself. A couple of extra stats there, just to back it up a bit more. Uh, eight wins in a row. Across all competitions, five clean sheets in the last six games and averaging three goals per home game over the last two months. So all signs point to a Sunderland victory here. Another one then for me in League One is Accrington on the double chance. That's priced at 7-10. to 10. They're playing Barnsley. Accrington have only lost one home game this season in all competitions. That was way back on opening day. Since then, they're unbeaten in 10 home matches, winning six of the last seven. And the one draw there came to league leaders Portsmouth. So no disgrace there. This is a classic example that we speak about all the time, where the odds reflect the size of the two clubs, where you've got Accrington at home, all those stats, positive stats I've just read out, yet they're priced at five to two for the win. And you've got Barnsley, much bigger club than Accrington, and their price at just over even. You know, it's it's a classic example of the bookies favouring the bigger club, which here is the away side against the smaller club, who are very, very good at home um, and very well priced. You know, Barnsley have lost three times away from home this season, so they're not an all-conquering beast away from home. Yeah, completely agree. Well, you know, Barnsley were in the Premier League, what, 98, 96? So, of course, they're a big team. It is what it is, right? Um, we're certainly happy to capitalise on their laziness, I suppose. So, yeah, uh, Accrington definitely uh, won't get beat. Very tough game, but won't get beat. I'm going to look at the early kickoff. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff, and it is actually live on Sky which is a right treat if you're a Fleetwood or a Warsaw fan. Uh, probably the first time in, in a long time. I This game, for me, could go either way. Both have really patchy form. Uh, you've got Fleetwood and Warsaw winning two of their last six, losing the other four. Uh, both of them have got the same there. Both teams to score, however, looks glorious. So I'm going to read you the last uh, six results for Fleetwood and Walsall. Fleetwood, 1-0 loss, 1-0 loss, 3-2 win, 3-0 loss, 4-1 win, 3-1 win. Walsall, 3-0 loss, 3-2 win, 
3-1 loss, 2-0 loss, 3-2 win, 2-1 loss. So there, there's so many goals flying around between these two. Um, and actually, if you take a closer look at Fleetwood, in um, seven of the last eight home games have been both teams to score. The price for that is actually 10 to 11, which I think is a good price considering. Oh, early kickoff tip. Early kickoff tip. <laughs> early kickoff tip. I know. It's oh, terrifying. <laughs> I honestly couldn't resist. I looked at it, did a bit of research, and yeah, thought I'd stick my neck on the line for uh, all the trolls and haters to batter me <laughs> come, uh, come two o'clock on Saturday. Well, hopefully that's a nice thrill draw there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All the odds look like it'll be both teams to score. No idea who to tip on the result. If I had to, I'd go Fleetwood because they're at home. But, yeah, both yeah. teams to score for me. Yeah, just looking at the fixtures, Fleetwood have had five out of the last six games away. Walsall have had their last five in a row at home. Pretty mad scheduling, though. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I think the uh, fixture computer might be broke. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, for me in League One, there's not really anything else of value to tip. You've got Luton at home to Plymouth. Luton a price at one to two. I think they'll win there. Uh, Peterborough at home to Bradford. Peterborough price at thirteen to twenty. Um, but again, as we were saying before, lots of home teams in League One. This well, not, I say lots. There's a few home teams in League One this weekend who definitely should win, but the odds really reflect that. Not much value to be had. Don't know if you've got anything else. No, mate. Well, I was thinking of tipping Oxford um, on the double chance at home to Gillingham. I realised it was 17 to 50, so I thought I'd better leave that out. I'll leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We don't want that. Okay, then. Um, League Two. Kick us off. It's a, it's a bloody similar situation here, to be honest. Just to rattle through a few straight off the bat. Barry at home to Stevenage, 8 to 15. Forest Green at home to Morecambe, 13 to 20. MK Dons at home to Macclesfield, 1 to 3. Mansfield at home to Port Vale, 11 to 20. Short prices galore. Short prices. Um, well, actually, I'm going to kick us off with something that isn't tipping a team. I want to talk about a club. So, Notts County. Survived relegation, thank you to an amazing run from Kevin Nolan uh, once he came in. Following season, they are again overlooked for promotion. They responded by uh, getting to the playoffs and losing in the semi-final. They spend a lot of money and they are made promotion favourites, favourites for the title uh, with some bookmakers. Fast forward to November, they've sacked Kevin Nolan, they've hired Harry Kuehl, sacked Harry Kuehl, and now they are three points off playing non-league football next year. Tom Pipkin, what is going on at Meadow Lane? Jeez, it's turning into what Forest were, isn't it? <laughs> couple of seasons ago it's not good Harry Kuehl has been given 13 games I believe it's not enough 
we get tagged in a lot of um, Knott's counter related stuff on Twitter, don't we? So I've kind of been following what a lot of the fans have been saying. What I can gather, they're actually quite glad Huel's been sacked. Um, apparently the style of football is really, really poor. He's a good coach, but a poor manager seems to be the uh, message that I'm getting across. But still, 13 games isn't any kind of time frame in order to properly put your stamp on a club, especially if you've not had a transfer window to actually change things. I think this next appointment has to be bang on. It can't be rushed. It's got to be spot on. Because if this one doesn't go well, you can't be sacking a third manager in a season, can you? No. No, you'll go down. You'll go down. And the thing is, the thing is what bothers me. I've always mentioned this. I hated it when uh, our former owner, Fawaz Al-Hasawi, was on social media. I was just scrolling through the podcast Twitter and um, somebody that we follow had uh, retweeted a picture of Alan Hardy, the Notts County chairman. He's at the train station. He's took a nice smiley selfie and uh, telling us that he's just finished a couple of interviews. I feel like he is all in it for fame. Mm. Like, honestly, I'm convinced. Like, you've just, you've got rid of Nolan. Hugely controversial decision, proving at the moment to be the wrong decision because you've hired his replacement, which you paid compensation fee for, and now he hasn't worked out after, what, two, three months, whatever it is. And now you're snapping selfies on the on the uh, platform with a huge grin on your face. Like you, I, I just feel like he's in it for, for fame mm. and Twitter. Like honestly, I feel like he's in it for the followers and the, the mentions, and it becomes a yeah. time where you have to become a bit more of a serious football person, and you have to kind of realise that you're how many points did I say? They're three points away from playing conference football next year. We'll see how happy he is when he realises the financial gap between those two leagues. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. But just wanted to get that off my chest. It, it, it's like, it's like I feel like part of him has done it to see what the reaction would be on Twitter. I don't know. Maybe I'm going crazy, but I feel like he's a little bit overkill. I think it's. I do think it is a bit of an ego boost for him because County have been down there for a, quite a number of seasons now. He's come in after they've had real ownership issues. He's come in. Fair play to him. He sorted the club out, put lots of money in. Um, so yeah. county thank county fans are obviously thankful to him for that. They tweet him a lot about it because things have been so bad. Really, the only way they could have gone is up, aside from relegation. So he's been getting a lot of positive tweets, a lot of praise on social media, and he's clearly been loving it. Um, yeah. But now things aren't going so well. You know, it's. How seriously are you taking this? For some people, their club is their life. This bloke's come in with a wad of cash and he, you know, he's this his plaything. Yeah, exactly. I think a bit more professionalism from from Hardy would uh, go a long way. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk about the game. Notts County, Cheltenham. Anything you'd quickly tip before we move on? Um, Looking at news, the... 
rumour is that there's going to be a new man in place in time for this match. Don't know who it's going to be. Rumours circulating that it could actually be Kevin Nolan coming back to the club. What I'd be looking for is is the new manager bounce. Here, if I was going to tip anything, I'd be tipping, surprisingly, Notts County at 21 to 20. But to be honest, I'd probably avoid. Kevin Nolan is actually the favourite. Um, so I'm having a look at the next manager odds as we speak. Got Kevin Nolan five to four, and Neil Ardley four to one. So that's a big gap. Michael Appleton four one, Paul Hurst sixteen to one. And uh, so really, it looks like it's it's Nolan, pretty much nailed on, uh, with Neil Ardley and Michael Appleton as maybe's, and then then you're into sixteens, twenties, and twenty fives. So. Nolan coming back would be pretty crazy. But anyway, enough about Notts County. I'd probably just go for both teams to score. And Notts County still, um, to this day, worst defence in the league. Enough of my Notts Countiness. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to discuss in League 2? Yes. Uh, a team, like I uh, hinted at, at the, near the start of the show, a team in League 2 that I don't think I've tipped on the podcast before. Gibraltar version 2. Grimsby. <laughs> Grimsby. Wow. They're at home, wow. To, they're at home to Crawley. Uh, priced at 13 to 8. Now on the face of it, people are probably thinking, geez, Grimsby, they're 21st in League 2. They're, they're only 4 points off relegation. But I've got a good feeling about Grimsby this week. I really have. Their recent form has been pretty decent at home. If we look at their last few results, they've been encouraging. Um, they did lose to Newcastle under-21s in the Checker Trade Trophy, but they beat an MK Dons. What was that? What was that? Checker Trade Trophy. Checker Trade Trophy. There we go. It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> They've beaten MK Dons, they've beaten Colchester and beaten Port Vale. So three teams there who have been in very good form in League Two. And they've also drawn to Exeter, another team that's up there. So home form, check, pretty good. If we look at Crawley, they've been rubbish away from home all season. They've lost five out of the last six away games. Uh, really, really poor travellers. So I think... Grimsby's position in the league right now doesn't really reflect their positive last few home performances. So I'm looking at Grimsby at decent odds, 13-8, to 8, looking at how bad Crawley are away from home and thinking Grimsby have got a great opportunity to get three points here if they play how they have done in recent weeks. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Tipping Grimsby, everyone's going to be absolutely terrified. Terrified. People have probably turned the podcast off. If you're still listening, <laughs> there is method to the madness. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, Crawley uh, atrocious away from home under Kuehl and uh, under their new Italian manager, who I can never ever remember his name. No. Um, Gabriele Chioffi. St- yeah, new manager, still terrible on the road. So yeah, 100% agree with that one. Um, to be honest, the the position, sorry, the games that I wanted to tip 
you kind of covered at the top of League <laughs> Two uh, when you mentioned Forest Green at home, 13-20. I like anyone that plays Morecambe, um, especially when Morecambe are away. And Forest Green, 13-20. Um, yeah, you also t- touched on MK Dons, 1-3. to three. Holy. God, they're not that good. Um, yeah, home to Macclesfield. So I don't have anything to add other than what you've gone over. I don't know if you have any more uh, final little sneaky ones that you want to mention. Just one more. Uh, round of applause to Northampton for appointing Keith Curl as manager. The guy's absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> they're away at Exeter this weekend. I'm looking at Northampton on the double chance. Um, you know, if you're really, if you're feeling a bit brave, Northampton to win on the nose at eleven to five is a really good price. But to be safe, double chance. That's priced at three to five. Since Keith Curl's come in, really giving them a shot in the arm. They've won four out of the last five league games, and the one loss has come away to MK Dons, who are second and only lost once in the league so far. So not too much shame there. And then with Exeter, I feel like they've done this for the past few seasons now, where they start very well. And then they begin to tail off. Their last six league games, they've only got one win, three draws and two losses in there as well. So I think with Northampton's really strong form, both home and away, scoring plenty of goals, in comparison with Exeter's poor recent form, I think Northampton have got a great chance of getting something out of this game. I don't know if the profit chasers will agree with me here. I feel like you've got such a soft spot for Northampton. Yeah, I have. To, I don't know why. You love Northampton. I don't know what the reason is. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like, I feel like you tip Northampton every week. There's just a mysterious affinity that I've got with that club at the moment. Well, they're winning, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah, whilst they're winning, fantastic. Keep it coming. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you're saying. Uh, Keith Kill. we love Keith Kill. Keith Curl, you're welcome on the podcast to do a special guest appearance whenever you like. But please, Keith, like if you're listening <laughs> and breaking all FA rules like Daniel Sturridge did this week, feel free to he jump on. The podcast. Hey? He could come on the podcast, Sturridge. Who's Sturridge? Yeah, yeah be an hey, investigator for betting, we'll get him on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, every cloud storage. I know you're being investigated, but you can always jo- join the podcast, boys, and you know yeah. you can talk about betting, which is what we do for an hour every week. So yeah. feel free, discuss. We could have a uh, storage and Joy Barton special. Yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> Keith Curl could introduce it because he's just so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd I love like that. The sound of that. Uh, what a great show. Let's. Let's try to uh, get a petition going to get that running. But uh, in all seriousness, yeah, Exeter, what is, what is going on with them? Do, do they ever want to get promoted? I feel yeah. like they're always nearly men, aren't they? Always. Down to fifth now. They were top at one stage. And uh, mm-hmm. Northampton up to 16th. Uh, definitely moving in the right direction with old Curly. So, uh, yeah, agree with you there. I'm assuming... Right. That is League 2 wrapped up. That's done. Let's recap last week's bomb-proof trebles. 
So it was a tale of draws for me at the weekend. I started off with Leicester. They drew 0-0 at home to Burnley. You also had Forest. They drew 0-0 with Stoke. And I also had Blackburn. They at least got on the score sheet, but so did Rotherham. It was 1-1. Yeah, and even that game was 0-0 till about 70 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, absolute tumbleweed for me on Saturday until, yeah, until late on. But uh, yeah, do you know what? I thought it was going to be late drama, um, but no, nothing. <laughs> nothing in the end. Okay, uh, let's look at Marwell Men, which did win. So it started off with Peterborough getting a 3-1 win away at Bromley. He also had Lincoln and Northampton to be both teams to score. It comfortably came in. It was Lincoln 3, Northampton 2. And finally, the flying Finn, Timu Puki, scored in the 97th minute to win the treble for the Profit Chasers and to get three points for Norwich in a real ding-dong 4-3 win against Millwall. I'd say, honestly, on, I'll be 100%, I'd say that's probably the most dramatic podcast win, uh, the most dramatic bomb-proof treble win in history. Yeah, I'd agree. Easy. I'd Unbelievable. agree. Unbelievable. I could not believe what I was seeing. Yeah, me neither. I, well, I wasn't seeing. I, I was relying on messages from you. <laughs> What, I was out at the time. Yeah, I had my uh, push notifications on, so you know, eighty. I mean, look at the look at this, Millwall, twenty fourth minute, one nil. Uh, one one forty nine. Two one Norwich, seventy nine. Two two Millwall, eighty one. Three two Millwall, eighty three. 3-3-92-4-3-97. Absolutely insane. If you if you haven't watched the game, Profit Chasers, Profit Chasers, whack it in on YouTube because it's championship football at its best. It really yeah. is. Um, you know, so, when you, yeah, great way to win the treble, that. Absolutely great way. Um, when you text me and said... 2-1 Norwich, 10 minutes to go. I was buzzing. I was like, yes, come on, this is it now. This is it. It was only Norwich. Peterborough winning comfortably. For both teams to score was in. So I was like, yes, this is in. Then you said, oh, 2-2. Two, two. And then you said, 3-2 Millwall. And I thought, oh, bollocks, that's that gone for this week then. And then the magic. Um, I don't know if you've seen the goal. It's the winning goal, the 97th minute. Either Timu Pukki has scored probably the best piece, the, the goal with the best piece of individual tight footwear, uh, footwork you've ever seen, or he's tried to dummy the goalkeeper. It's hit his shin and gone in. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Well, let, let's say he meant it, but I, I've watched it a couple of times. It looks to me like he tries to dummy the keeper um, and he accidentally, with his other leg, kind of runs into it, and it goes in. It's they, either they unbelievable or the biggest slice of fluke you've ever seen. They so, all uh, count. Wow. They all count, especially when they are what? What was yours? Five to one, six to one. Five under five to one. Yeah, 
Yeah, they definitely count when there's money on it. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, um, for those of you who are brand new and you're wondering what on earth a bomb-proof treble is, uh, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our knowledge, all of our research and general gut feeling into a treble that we will be backing ourselves on the weekend. And, you know, we recommend that you do so too, if you wish. Um, this week, because this is what we normally do when it's internationals, we're going to do just the one the joint treble. Um, so normally we do one each and a joint, but because there's not that many games that are uh, you know, juicy enough, we're going to do a joint one. So for the joint bomb-proof treble, we are going to go for Sunderland. It's a Saturday game, 3 o'clock. They are at home to Wickham. They're 4-7. to seven. We're also going to go for a Sunday game. We're going to go for Belgium away at Switzerland. 11 to 10. And saving the best till last, we're going to go for Grimsby. At home to Crawley at 13 to 8. I just, I just want to make this absolutely clear, Profit Chasers. We have just had probably the biggest argument in podcast history between us about this game. I have had my arm fully twisted to get Grimsby in there. Yeah. Fully twisted. I'm yeah. fully expecting them to cost absolutely every single one of you. But Tom reckons, because he won one last week, that he's in a better position to tip than I am. And he's lobbed them on. Well, we'll see. I'm really confident in Grimsby this weekend. I really am. You're a joke. I wanted England at home to Croatia. No, we can't have England. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Performances say that Grimsby at home should win against Crawley, who can't win for Toffee away. I'm, I'm willing to take the flack if they lose, absolutely. But come on, they've won three on the bounce. I've been a big part of that. Have some faith in my pick. Yeah, yeah, I have faith in you, but I don't have faith in a team that scored six goals in eight games all season at home and a Danny Collins at centre back. But anyway. Fair, fair enough. That's the treble. Um, we'll see what happens. Remember, guys, um, if you want to bet on it, we, we will be lobbing a t Well, Tom will be putting a tenner on it. I'll be keeping mine in my wallet. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> the, if you do fancy it, then, uh, yeah, let us know if it comes in on Saturday. It pays 7.6 to 1, by the way. So it is a, it is a lucrative treble. It is a lucrative. I, honestly, I'd rather have Gibraltar on it. But then it's same risk, pretty much. A giant reward. Anyway, right. Let's talk about fancy football, Tom. Um, yeah. Obviously, no Premier League this weekend. Uh, but still, uh, fantasy football um, happened. Well, it happened for most people in the league. It didn't really happen for me, <laughs> if I'm honest. Same. All I've got. I'm such, oh, a, I'm such a joke. I started really well. I was up just just underneath the top ten. Now I'm in twenty ninth. I look at my team. I've got yellow and red everywhere. Mendy injured. <laughs> Trippier injured. Madison injured. Doherty injured. Wambisaka injured. Button injured. This is ridiculous. 
mate. I, I'm just, honestly, I can't remember the last time I didn't log into fantasy football and see a red arrow, which <laughs> which means I'm just literally sinking into the abyss. I'm 62nd. I thought yeah. I had an okay week. I got 45. The the fantasy Premier League app told me the average was like 40-something. I thought, right, that average is better than, you know, not, nothing. I've still gone down. It's, it's yeah. an absolute farce. It's I'm the league I'm the league admin, by the way. If this carries on, I'm just going to delete the league. To remove <laughs> all evidence. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's you're not doing very well, but I can't talk anymore. I was really gloating earlier on the season. Now I'm rubbish as well. Um, I did yeah. get fifty-one, well, so it was slightly a, more. But yeah, it. I mean, it was a great week for Chris. If you're Chris Indoor, you had a fantastic week. Every week, um, every week. Yeah, and every week he got seventy-one. Andy Duna, who's in second, um, managed to get forty-five. So kind of on my level, Andy, which is never a good thing. Um, and obviously now Chris has actually opened up a little bit of a gap. It's a 30 point gap. That's probably the biggest it's been all season. Um, so yeah, Chindles champs. If you want to copy his team guys, (laughs) log on. Uh, why did Hollibas got eight? Salah 16, Robertson 12, Alonso eight. He's just, he's fullback nation. Is Chris Jindal. Mm. But whatever. Fine. Here's what it is. If you do want to join, guys, and try and overthrow Chris Hindle, if you're not already in the league, uh, you can get the league code to join in the podcast notes and also on social media. £20 free yeah. bet on offer for the winner as well. Shouldn't forget that. Up, up to 96 teams. I would love to round it up just to that. Ran to that hundred. That would be a good little achievement. That would be. Um, hopefully, a few more teams for me to finish above as well. Um, that would Unlikely. be nice. Unlikely though. <laughs> um, okay, so if you have enjoyed the show and you would like to stay in touch with us after the podcast, you can do so. Twitter is the best platform to do so. C underscore FB podcast is our handle. We're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. If you want to email us of any suggestions or any inquiries, you can do so as well. Footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, and if you do want to give something back to the show, if you've enjoyed your hour or so of listening, please do go on iTunes and give us a rating and or a review. We'd really appreciate that as well, just to help us on our way. Thanks to the three people that reviewed us over the last week. Really appreciate those positive reviews. It's always nice to hear your positive feedback. So thank you for that. Yes. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for the podcast special. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, the Nations League special. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you've enjoyed it. Less tips than usual in this week's show, I think. But um, quality over quantity is what we're going for and also fourth bomb proof treble win in a row so fingers crossed on that one too absolutely no chance with grimsby thanks again for listening guys good luck with those bets <laughs>